Hi Mamas advocates and changemakers, and welcome back to another episode of the We See You Mama Carecast. I am your host, Christina Delaney. I know it has been a little bit since our last episode, and we are so appreciative of your patience and giving us grace as we took a little bit of a hiatus. Just as a reminder, this CareCast is a program of Cherished Mom, a nonprofit in East Tennessee dedicated to educating and supporting moms, families, and the community surrounding maternal mental health. I'd like to encourage you today to check us out on our social media platforms as we have some really exciting things coming up. We are so thrilled to welcome Carmen to our CareCast today. Carmen is a pastor's wife and homeschooling mom of four by day, content creator of Graciously Woven, creative, and photographer later in the day. As a previous social worker, art teacher, and counselor, Carmen enjoys curating and sharing life experiences with her blog community, encouraging fellow parents to vulnerably grow and be gracious as they raise their families. She talks about her own faith walk, parenthood, marriage, and everything in between. We are so grateful for Carmen for joining us today, being vulnerable, and having an open and honest conversation. Suicidal ideation is discussed on today's episode, so I want you to be prepared. If you ever need resources or support, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. And with that, let's get to our chat with Carmen. Welcome back to the We See You Mama podcast. We're so excited to have Carmen with us today. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys that we've actually already done this podcast one time. And I did like the golden rule of podcast no-nos and thought I was recording and I didn't. So this is going to be a fun podcast to re-record. And I'm so glad well, not glad it was Carmen, but she has been so gracious to do this again with us um, several days later. Uh, but here we are again. So thank you, Carmen, for being here. Absolutely. This is a joy. I get to hang out with you twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I get to hang out with you twice. Um, so that we're just, I'm glad to hear your answers again to these questions and see if Mm -hmm. we change. Um, But I first saw Carmen on Instagram and her videos are just so fun and joyful and encouraging. And she's just a inspiration to surely everyone that comes across her page. And I thought it would be great to have her on. So thank you for being on with us. Well, thank you. This is definitely I love podcasts, so it's really fun to be a part, and just you reaching out, your team reaching out was really, uh, definitely was a bright spot, bright spot for me. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, well, we are changing up our the way we do podcasts just a little bit, um, and so at the beginning, we're going to ask just a few questions, get to know you casual style. Um, so first off, coffee or tea? Definitely coffee. Um, I drink a little bit of tea, but my go-to for sure will always be coffee. (laughs) As I believe most moms are, I think I'm an odd one that I love the smell of coffee, but I'm not a coffee fan unless it has a lot of sugar, (laughs) which that may defeat the purpose. (laughs) I think it still goes. You you still count. (laughs) Totally counts. Okay. 
Um, what is one career you wish you could have? A career I wish I could have. Um, now I get to switch it up. Trying to think. Yeah, I still would like to be a traveling photographer or work for like National Geographic and be there, one of their photographers. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, and it was so interesting reading your bio um, and saying all, you know, you, you have so many skills. And <laughs> when I was reading through it, like the, the research I had already done and then photographer was on there. I was like, what? That's another one to <laughs> add to your skill set. Um, oh, that was really cool. So I love photography too. Yes. It is that. so, so fun. Yes. Are you a morning person or night owl? I'm a night owl, which is why I would prefer all meetings to be after nine. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. You probably hear my dogs barking in the background because an ambulance is going by. Uh, so I'm just going to wait one second. I can edit all this out. Uh, can you hear them? I can hear the ambulance. I can't really hear them. My last dog was like that too. She would like howl and bark and yeah. Hands. All right, get it over with. Sorry. Okay, it's gone by. Um, what are you reading or watching right now? Currently, I am reading Mama Bear Apologetics, which really walks you through how to explain faith to your kids. Um, and not just kind of tell your kids why, you know, just believe in God or um, why you believe, but really bring facts and connect God's word. And so really picked up that book um, because our oldest is very interested in understanding the Bible for himself. And he wants to know where he can find things. So I want to be able to equip him. So as, you know, time goes on, he can really choose and have the tools to choose uh, if this is you know, how he wants to live out his faith. I'm watching Hell's Kitchen with my husband. That is our like nightly ritual. And the cliffhangers literally keep us up to like 2 a.m. It's a problem. I know. I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's like the cliffhanger. Well, what happens next? And now it's just so easy. Well, let's just watch the next episode. We like, Hulu gets us in trouble. Because, you, you know, the binge watching of seasons is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, technology these days. Just, yeah. Kids have no idea how good they have it. <laughs> no idea. My, my kids are like, why is there a commercial? I'm going, you will sit through that and you will enjoy it. <laughs> There's no rewinding before you turn it back in. Yes. Or... We're sitting there to rewind the VHS tape before you uh, have to watch it again. <laughs> I know. have no idea. <laughs> Forget walking in the snow barefoot. I mean, anyway, I digress. Okay. Um, sweet or salty? Sweet. So I really was a big savory, savory person. And then I had our youngest daughter, and I love sweet things. Like last night for, or for Valentine's Day, I asked my husband to bring chocolate cake home. And I'm not even a chocolate fan. 
And that was some of the best chocolate cake I've had. (laughs) Good for him. Yes. Did he bring you flowers with it? No, I, I like plants. So he got me a plant. Okay. But the cake, he knew because we've just been eating that cake while watching Hell's Kitchen. And I mean, what is better? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I would kill plants. <laughs> so I will, I will watch others as they keep plants alive <laughs> and aspire to be them one day. Um, if you could sit down and talk to anyone, who would you choose? I would, I would choose my grandma. So, um, yeah, I definitely thought about this question and I still would choose to spend a little bit more time with her and hear her story more and get her to share her story a little bit more with me and just let her know how much I appreciate her and all of the sacrifices that she's made, especially for our family. Yeah, I think that, I love that um, because I think we take our older family and even older people for granted because they're so, they have so much rich history and if they don't either write their story down or tell their stories, once they're gone, they're no longer here. Yeah. Um, So if you're listening to this and you have elderly um, people in your lives, to sit down and talk to them. Um, First of all, they would enjoy it. Yes. Um, Even if it's a phone call during these COVID times. Um, And second of all, you can learn so much from them. Um, How it was like for them growing up and um, what they sacrificed. And um, there's just so much history and things to dig into in the, the, older generation um and they're not going to be with us forever so absolutely thank you for sharing that Um, moving on so questions for you you do wear a lot of hats which we briefly discussed before a wife a mom an entrepreneur a crafter an educator a passionate blogger a connector Tell us how you came to Graciously Woven and how you manage it all. So Graciously Woven came about because I'm a big visual person and I saw my life more as a tapestry. I'm not an either or type of person. And I would get really frustrated, especially when you're either blogging or trying to kind of figure out what do I do with all of these things that I enjoy um, because they make all of me. I really felt like that woven piece was being able to share all the parts of my life without needing to pick one or two um, and how grace is just threads itself through my parenting, my marriage, my friendships, um, how I grow as a blogger and in business, how I see that in my art. Um, So that's really how that came about. But do I do not do it all on my own. (laughs) So I used to watch a lot of um, bloggers or influencers, and I would be like, 
how are you hanging out with your kids? And then as you go along, you realize that people hire nannies or people send their kids, you know, pre-COVID times, their kids were in school or they were at daycares. Um, though I homeschool, so all my kids are actually with me <laughs> all day, every day. Uh, I have a lot of support from my husband. And so he has this, just done such a great job of how can I support? How can I help? What can we do? How can we schedule? And he's a big schedule person. So um, a lot of how any of these hats work is really us planning. We do a lot of planning on the front end of every week. So, you know, that's kind of how this runs and runs decently. And we don't feel so bad when it fails because we did better than the week before usually. I love that. It, we don't, you know, don't kick ourselves when it does fail because we did better than the week before. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can always do better tomorrow than we do today. <laughs> so, you know, that's how we can give ourselves grace. Um, yeah. And I, I love how you bring so much of, of you and your skill set to graciously woven and teach about so many things like you're rearranging your house one day, you're dancing in target the next day and you're <laughs> blogging about food one day. And there's just so much and so much knowledge and expertise that you can bring to the table. And I just love it. Um, well, thank you. So I, I, I love it. Um, what is your favorite part about graciously woven? I definitely say the community. My absolute favorite part is being able to talk with people and engage in just conversations with so many different people, walks of life, uh, personal experiences, and actually being able to just dig a little bit deeper. So that is definitely my favorite, favorite part of the blog piece of being on social media I love being able to just hear people's stories and see how they connect. Yeah, I love that. And I think you do such a great job of being a welcoming person to whoever comes across your page. Um, and I think that's at the heart of what you do. Um, so I love it. Uh, you are such a bright spot of positivity on Instagram, which we've talked about already briefly. What do you feel your purpose is? So I actually just shared because I really thought this through and um, I dug deeper because I, I feel like this past year or um, you know, you, I feel like you go through these seasons of why you're blogging and, you know, of course, there's a season you were blogging because you hope you make really good money <laughs> um, or you're doing whatever because you hope it brings in an income and all of these types of things. Are, and I'm just at a place now where I truly believe my purpose is not to draw people so much to me, but to be of, I guess, more of just a connector to what I feel is at the heart of who I am, which is my relationship with God. And I really want to be better at whoever and whomever comes across my page to not feel shamed or judged or feel so out of place that they would not want to know the God that I know that I have a relationship with. So 
if I can do anything and also to kind of normalize, like I remember growing up uh, in church and growing up in youth group, it was like cool to be a weird Christian. You know, it was cool to be like a Jesus freak or um, <laughs> and I kind of don't want to be that. Not that I want to be uh, sunken into any type of culture. However, I, I think that I'm, I'm really glad with who I am. And I want to normalize that because I serve God does not mean that I don't talk about really tough stuff. It doesn't mean that I act like everything's good. And it definitely doesn't mean that I treat you differently because I'm in the same mess. In fact, I need to be really inviting. So I really want to make sure that what I share and what I do is it really just allows for people of all different walks to feel comfortable to go I'd like to hang out here and I'd like to see what you're talking about and just kind of be present. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's about, you know, being real um, and being vulnerable at the same time with where we've been. Um, Cause I, I've been in situations in uh, church environments where I didn't feel supported um, and I didn't feel, I felt like an elephant in the room because of my experiences and my diagnoses. Um, and so I think it's so important for believers to embrace the difficult subjects um, and, and talk about them and, yes. and train their staff to talk about them and, um, welcome that community in um, because, you know, that's, in my opinion, I think that's how we're going to truly normalize that conversation because mm -hmm. if we keep ignoring it, it's not going to get any better. Um, we've got to sit among the broken, sit among the hurting. Yes. And not just in our comfortable seats. Um, so yeah, right there with you. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so if you are those people, we are your people. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Please come hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, if anything, surprised you the most about motherhood? I definitely think the amount of work, and I'm not sure, I, I realized that I was pretty naive um, coming from a single mom, but my mom did so well at making things appear like they were just really good um, and not at any of her fault, but she just did. Like there was always food, there was always excitement or, you know, adventures like you knew that you know you weren't going to mcdonald's every day but you felt i felt really special as a kid and then i became a mom and i was like what is happening <laughs> you know um and i i just i feel like i i've had to really process about oh my gosh i have to like keep myself together and i'm still the one cooking you know as much as people like share those memes and joke it's really hard sometimes to go, I still have to figure out what to feed you. And you're still hungry for what? You know, like, 
why are you hungry? <laughs> they have to be hungry. Yeah, you know, my... Why do you have to eat? <laughs> Frank, my husband just asked. I picked up, um, you know, groceries today and he goes, why, why don't we have any food? And I said, because there's four. There's four kids. That's where the food goes. And, you know, he, over time, he's processed, like, they ask for a lot. And I'm, yes. And that's, that's probably what it is, is I'm just really surprised at how much food kids eat all the time. Yeah, they want a snack literally every hour or more. <laughs> the snack with the snack after the snack. After they eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not kidding. That's literally how it is. Yes. And then when husbands are on their way home, hey, and you just go to the grocery This has happens to me. Just go to the grocery <laughs> store. Hey, what's for dinner? I don't know. Right? Pick up something because I don't care. Yeah. Everyone could have the same pizza that they had two days ago. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's so true. I mean, my, and I, I, did, I recently did a digital story and it talked about, you know, how my mom seemed to do everything and do it well. And she worked full time. I don't know if your mom yes. worked, but yes. she worked full time. I'm like, how, how does that happen? Like, you work full time and there was food on the table every single night and we didn't go out. Not that I remember. Yes. You, you're up at 4 a.m. like actively moving and ready and going. And I'm like 4 a.m. I'm honestly thinking, can I get, how can I squeeze like two more or three more hours out of the sleep? And she can, she can still run circles around me now. Oh yeah. I'm Same. just, like, okay, she just made lunch for 10 people and the kitchen's <laughs> already clean. Yeah, my mom came to visit and the kitchen was clean before the meal was done. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's like I make a mess of the kitchen and clean it up like five days later. Yeah. With the Absolutely. kitchen sink piled real high from the next day's mess. <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't know how the grandmothers do it. I don't know how they did it. I mean, and I think that's why we're having to process it now because they, they did it. And I'm saying this in quotes. Well, yes. they never asked for help. We never saw them asking for help. So here we are trying to do the same thing they did and like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. did th was there some kind of nanny or <laughs> like a cleaning fairy that, <laughs> did that happen overnight? Because yes, yes. They had to have had help or something because I never saw it. Yeah, I, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't think my dad's going to listen to this, but. He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't much help. <laughs> Sorry, daddy, if you listened to it or if you were told, but <laughs> pretty sure he knows. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, like how, yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Um, what is your favorite part about motherhood? 
My favorite part would be seeing my kids see themselves how I see them. When my kids function in the confidence or the abilities that I know are already there, and they go like, yeah, I totally do this. Yeah, mom, I'm, I'm good. Absolutely. Or they're really proud of themselves for accomplishing something difficult. I would say those are definitely the best. And, and still the snuggles. I realize that, you know, as my, I have an eight-year-old, almost nine this year, like he cannot wait to be nine. I know that him still wanting to be tucked in, even though it kind of drives me crazy. I try and reframe like in less than two years, he's not going to want me to do that. He's not going to want to hang out and just talk to me for, you know, an extra 10 minutes before he sleeps or so those are things that I'm really trying to enjoy more of instead of taking for granted, you know, but I do. Those are some of my favorite parts. Yeah. Snuggles are always good Um, and seeing them become independent. Yeah. um, Is bittersweet to me like Mm -hmm. wait a minute you're not supposed to grow up too (laughs) quick yet um but i'm sure having four kids is seeing them (laughs) interact with each other in different ways and how different they are um that's always fun yes yes and they're really funny i don't i don't think I don't think I realize how funny my kids are until they, especially around dinner, they just say the craziest and do the craziest things. And I'm like, you guys are really hilarious. Yeah. You know, like I, I could hang out with you. <laughs> you do. Right? <laughs> Let's hang so out true. tomorrow. Right. Let's right? do it all I'll over again. Yeah. Same time. Same place. <laughs> Reminds me of that show. I don't think it's on anymore, but kids say the darndest things or um, kids say the craziest things. It's a cute show. Um, What is your least favorite part of motherhood? Uh, Still, still cling to this, how motherhood reveals all of your own personal challenges. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a, work in progress to see it as a good thing, you know, an opportunity to grow, but it's really hard because stuff that I think I'm good or didn't realize was like deep-rooted anxiety or um, I'm really terrible at expressing myself. So then I just have like crazy outbursts and then I have to apologize. And then like you try not to be in that cycle because you yeah, I was a psych major, so, like, I'm psychoanalyzing myself. Well, like, oh, my gosh, my kids are going to need, like, serious therapy. Like, God, please don't let it be significant therapy. You know, it's, like, some standard, basic, you know, just kind of checking in with someone. But that that is the hardest, is you want it to be perfect for them. You want to know how to solve all the issues. You want to have the right answers. You want to be strength-based. And I know for me as a perfectionist, because I can't be, because I'm human, I really struggle to see, like, may I celebrate the progress versus being the perfect mom? Because they don't really need a perfect mom, but they need to see me growing 
right? They need to see like mom two years ago is not the same mom of today. Um, That is hard. That's definitely my least favorite is like, I really wish that I, I felt like I could be more of the ideal parent that I would see in my mind. Yeah. I think how much of that is society putting that ideal parent into our minds. Um, It's probably a lot, Um, but I think you're absolutely right. Um, We were going through at church on Sunday, you know, what, what types of people to have in our inner circles and what types of personalities not to Mm. and how to teach our kids kids Mm. that and I was like oh my gosh like would I want me in my inner circle (laughs) would am I teaching my children how to be good friends so that other friends want them in their inner circle I'm like "Mm -hmm." so just going through just that sermon I was like oh my goodness yeah um and just those things will do a work on your heart Um, because it's not just you know, raising them is, I mean, we're raising us kind of, so to speak a little bit, because who raises the parents? Once we're 18, we're like kicked out of the house and we're (laughs) raising ourselves. I mean, who's responsible? I mean, we're not responsible enough. (laughs) I I, I don't know. Um, But it's true. Who, who, I guess we're, we have to, confine in others and find those inner circle people that we that can encourage us and lift us up and um also those elderly people that can mm-hmm. pour into us too and and teach us um how to uh encourage our children and educate our children and um develop them into um young adults um so yeah i think that's that piece is sometimes the missing link Mm -hmm. you know if you don't have a strong relationship with your own parents it can be hard to find you know one or two generations beyond you that can help support you because i I think that i don't know i kind of feel like in my generation i i do have a great relationship with um, my parents but i've I feel like they also did a good job because of being a part of a church that I was able to connect with some other women that are not them, um, that I was able to ask, you know, good questions or struggle, you know, through some areas of motherhood and still feel like I could hear other voices that were supportive. But I would say that's definitely a challenge because, you know, what other women or older women are, you know, really connected with some moms I could use, you know, you kind of do need a parent. You need someone mothering you as you're mothering. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you talk a lot about organized chaos. Um, and I was, I was putting these <laughs> questions together. Originally, this question wasn't there. Um, but one of our interns was like, have her talk about organized chaos, because what is that? Um, so share with us how you organize your chaos and what exactly organized chaos means to you. Uh, well, um, man, and that's hilarious to me. <laughs> organized chaos to me is 
I think just accepting, especially with children or however your life functions. I know for me, I accept that there's going to be mess. There is going to be challenges. Not every day is going to be fantastic. However, I have found a way or try and find a way to embrace being flexible, but still achieving in some way, shape or form the goal that we have for the day or the week or the activity that we're doing. Um, For example, my kids like to make a lot of messes and people will ask me like, how is your house still clean? Or, you know, like if I take a picture and it's really not Instagram for Instagram, um, it's really just what my house is looking like. And it's, most likely because our kids are allowed to make messes throughout the day, but there's two times in the day that they have to clean up. So that's like right around lunchtime or, um, you know, around quiet time or later before dinner. Um, I'm trying to remember, I feel like today, today is not the day because we just rearranged our house. So everything is off the charts. Like I have a whole thing of laundry that's folded at least, but it's just going to sit on the floor until I can get to it by Friday. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Right. Um, But they know that there's specific times, at least two times in the day that we reset the house. So go crazy, put things out, enjoy yourselves but we need to get back to order so that we can move on with the natural kind of progression or transitions of the day. And then my husband and I will reset the house together in the evening. So to me, that's accepting that there's going to be messes, but framing what it's going to look like. And these are the parameters that we can function in. So the same thing for like homeschool. Um, My kids don't do kind of traditional sitting in chairs or, and I feel like my oldest taught me that. He will read a book. He will fully read, fully be engaged in the book, but he's most likely laying on the floor or he's laying with his feet in the air or um, he's, you know, taking a quick break to break dance or something random. (laughs) Um, But I've had to embrace, to me, is chaotic right? Like I want to sit and read a book in a bubble bath with absolutely nobody near me. I want complete silence. But is he accomplishing what I'm hoping he is? Yes. Is he retaining the knowledge? You know, we do spelling. Is he jumping on the trampoline or is he doing, you know, whatever activity to get his body moving? Yes. So that is, you know, long version of what organized chaos is for me is accepting it but let's put a framework around it so that we can still do what we're hoping to do. Awesome. If I ask my kids to clean two or three times a day, <laughs> they would have a fit. Maybe I should you know, start to implement that. Maybe it might help. You know, it feels like my kids still. So it's not like I just go, Hey, it's time to clean up. And everyone's like, yeah, you know, my almost three-year-old is like, I don't want to clean. You know, he's like having a meltdown. You know, my eight-year-old is trying to bribe me or negotiate. Like he is going to be a phenomenal businessman because he is constantly negotiating something. (laughs) He is bargaining something. But the more that we do it, 
I've noticed that the less I have to say it because they start to tell each other like, hey, if we want to do something else right now, we have to fix this. Or I just heard that it's about, or, you know, I want a snack and I think it's lunchtime because they can read clocks. They'll go, we probably should fix this. It, so over time, you know, it's not perfect at all by any means. I still got to clean it. But they are part of the process that, right. so you never know. It could, it could help. Well, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to try. Yes. Consistency. I know that it's the consistency. Wow. Um, maybe before dinner, let's spend 10 minutes cleaning. Yes. So I don't walk upstairs and Tommy's going <laughs> to lose control. Yes. That's what usually happens. <laughs> what is your best self-care practice? Best self-care. I have to give credit to my husband. Um, I had terrible postpartum with our second son. Um, and I, I've had some suicidal ideation before I was pregnant with him. Um, but after I had him, I just was, I really, really struggled. So I felt like by our third son, I was definitely in a better place, but I have a lot of support. And then with Mila, I could, I think to be ahead of it because we had just moved. There was a lot happening for us. We had just moved. We weren't expecting to have another baby. Um, we are, we are not near family anymore. So for, um, him, he had encouraged me, why don't you start going out by yourself? Um, and so it wasn't super consistent, but it has become consistent where there's one night in the week where I go, I, I take no children, <laughs> you know, and I usually go to a small coffee shop that has barely any people because it's the middle of the week. And I will just sit and I love breakfast food and they make some amazing breakfast food and I will eat and I will sit and people watch or I will bring my laptop and I'll work on a couple of things, but it's my time to just reset. It's on the calendar and it, you know, the day may change based off of kind of what is happening in the week, but it's there and it's mine and he holds me to it. And that's probably the best self-care um, and it's helped me to look forward to something for myself, but also it's helped me to be able to get back into a really good groove after having, you know, our, um, our last baby. I love that you're, you've noticed, um, with baby number two that you had, um, those complications and yeah. even with baby number three and now baby number four, especially with those risk factors and you were able to find, um, something that helped and implement it, not just during pregnancy um, and not just find support, yeah. but implement it during pregnancy and continue it because it helped you that much. Um, and that is it, so important. And it wasn't, and we were not going to go into, you know, treatments, by yes. means, but it wasn't medications. Mm -hmm. It wasn't talking to a therapist, even if you do do, do those things. Those are great things. Absolutely. Um, and they're all available to us. But it was time to yourself and taking care of you um, because we cannot take care of other people if we don't 
take care of us and fill our cup up. Um, and that, and we're not talking about the self-care that some people say, like going out to the grocery store by yourself, because I don't, that is not self-care to me, which if that is your self-care and you enjoy that by yourself, yeah. by all means, continue it. And I'm not talking about the self-care that is our daily activities that we should be doing for ourselves, yeah. brushing our teeth, brushing our hair, getting a bath. Um, those are things we should be doing. Um, but self-care that is fulfilling, um, mm -hmm. that we enjoy, um, journaling, uh, writing, reading, going for a walk, cycling, you know, things that you can fuel it to fill you up and thrive. Um, so I love that, that you were able to do it, implement it and keep it going and you still enjoy it. Um, so, and again, if you're listening, I'm, we are all about supporting a mom, however she decides to take care of herself and, and treat what is going on. Um, but in this instance, I, I think it was great that you were able to find that, um, however it worked for you. <clears throat> so. Yes. I love it. Um, so wrapping up a little bit, who was your role model as a child and as an adult, and as a mother, if they're different people, they might be the same person. So as a child, and as a mother, I would say my own mom would be a role model for me. Um, I just think she's, she's wonderful. And the more that I get to enjoy her in this season of my life, I value and I appreciate her a lot more. I think that she has become a lot more vulnerable and just easier to talk with. And, you know, the guards are a lot more down and different, if that makes sense, you know, so I can vent and she can affirm me. And um, so I do, I, I feel like she's one of my greatest confidants. Yeah, I, I do. I enjoy my relationship with her. And I would say as a, just as an adult would be uh, one of my employers was a principal of mine. So I, I taught uh, K through 12 art for three years and I love that job. But she just was an incredible leader and being in a very, I would say more of a male dominated setting, she held her own, but she was so just gracious and kind and intuitive to what the students needed, her staff needed. I felt like I could just walk in and talk to her about anything. And it just would help me with these nuggets of understanding education better and the freedom to educate uh, students with, it's probably where like my organized chaos came from, was really her just helping me to embrace like your art room does not have to be like traditional schooling. And in fact, most kids do not thrive in that setting. And so I felt like I had more than enough tools and support from her to just do outside of the box things. And I loved her leadership. I loved her encouragement. She's just amazing. Awesome. That was great that you had an employer that was so supportive in that way. Um, 
I don't think that's the case, you know, normally. Um, but that yeah. is amazing um, to have a boss. Yes. That it, it, you look up to and that is your role model and is very supportive and encouraging. That is the type of boss I think everybody would want. I know. So hopefully she listens to this and. And I'm going to send it to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is one thing you want our listeners to take away from this conversation? I will circle back around about the self-care because I definitely don't think it's talked about enough. And I wanted to be intentional and share how difficult my second um, pregnancy and postpartum was because I think that even whether it's in faith communities or I do think that more in general, people are a lot more open to talking about mental health, but maternal mental health is really hard. And um, I also think sometimes that even spouses or your partner, they can't necessarily connect. Mm -hmm. And in that season, I think that it was really difficult um, and no shame to my husband at all um, because I had had years of mental health and we knew each other from college. It was really hard on him to understand my deep space. And as much as he wanted to be present and helpful, um, he could not. And so going through that together, but then needing to seek help um, outside of him through a therapist and really talking to my OB and processing what the next steps were because I still wanted to nurse. And I, you know, so I ended up shifting out of my job of social work and it was, it was a lot of different factors, but if anyone could take away is even if your, your partner or whomever around you does not necessarily take it serious, trust that you know your body and trust that you, if you need support or you need help, I think even with how things are now and, you know, teletherapy is more accessible than ever. Um, if you can get ahead of that. Because I really think that going through that really dark time with our second son helped me realize that I needed to be ahead of it when we had our third. And I definitely, you know, my husband locked arms with me because we had so many life changes with our fourth that it was like, we're going to figure it out. What do you need? And, you know, like, because we have, you know, we definitely have four kids at this point <laughs> and we don't have family just coming, you know, driving thousands of miles to come see us. Um, but yes, please, please, please. I think there is no better thing that you can do for yourself is to make sure that you are mentally healthy, um, whatever ways that are healthy to cope. So for me, going through seasons of therapy, I implement those even more now and I actually teach them to my kids because if you can learn before, you know, like I didn't learn those skills until I was in my twenties. Um, and that was after years of cutting and self-harm and lots of things that were just destroying my body. I want to teach you that now. So um, yes, if you can get the support and it's even more discreet now, you don't have to tell anybody, you know, you, that you meet with somebody via Zoom or 
um, and just find a space, an open space to talk about it. There's so many people dealing with things. Um, and, you know, it's just probably even a big part of Graciously Woven. I want to be able to talk about that stuff and tell people, like, if you are on medication, that is a-okay. Yeah. Um, and it's healthy because, I mean, it just is. And, you know, what works for me is after years of going through different medicines, therapists, you know, coping skills. So what I know works for me now is because I've gone through many seasons of other things. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's, yeah. I'm so glad you're here and able to share and um, you got through that difficult season. Um, Cause you know, we all know that not all mothers do. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you were able to fight through it and find what you need. And you had a supportive husband that linked arms with you and um, fought alongside you. Um, Cause that's, you know, that's so important too. Um, I hope that you found support in your faith community. Um, I hope they were supportive. Um, and I'm just glad you're here and able to share and that you were able to continue to get help and continue to grow your family, um, whether they were planned or not. Um, obviously, <laughs> God wanted them here. Um, you know, I always say that, you know, our little our youngest, Sadie, we still sometimes wonder how she got here. Um, but, you know, they're, they're blessings from God. And we, we fight to be well for them. Yeah. And we have to continue to do that. Um, so we can still be here for them because uh, it wouldn't be fair. I mean, it, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. No, I'm, I'm with you. Um, it's, it's a tough, it's tough. It's hard to, to navigate that and to remind yourself. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Um, I wish we had more time to dig into <laughs> more of that story. Cause normally we, we have historically only shared stories really and not really had mm. questions and a script. So maybe another time you can come on and share your story. Yeah, uh, sure. I'd like to, um, but what mantra or truth do you cling to daily? Oh man. Um, now I lost it. I had a good one and then I lost it. I will use this one that we share um, that when we are, faithful with little things, then we become entrusted with bigger things. And it always helps me to keep in perspective. Not that I find joy in washing dishes or doing laundry or wiping butts. Um, <laughs> um, but those are, if I can't handle that type of stuff, why would I think that the massive dreams that I have or, you know, being a national geographic photographer, how could I go and do that? If I, if I'm 
not capable of doing this and not yeah. like screaming my head off. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So true. Um, what do you wish to leave our listeners with today? Um, I think just an encouragement that if you don't have um, a way to connect with other people, then my prayer is that you are able to connect with at least one person. Or even if you just have one person, embrace that one person. Um, you know, I think too often we, we feel like more is more and it's most likely less is more. You know, better to have one or two really solid relationships that you can confide in and talk to. And if you're afraid to talk to anybody, um, you know, take the leap. Relationships are messy and not perfect, but they are definitely worth the investment when you find good ones. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank I'm so glad that you agreed to come hang out with me a second time. Um, absolutely. Again, this, <laughs> and we are recording, so this one will, this one will work out. Um, but I'm so glad that you came on to hang out with us um, and tell our listeners where they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram at graciously woven and you can find me at my blog at www.graciouslywoven.com. I am on Facebook, um, but that's, you know, I just really post pictures. So my, my family sees my kids, <laughs> but that's mainly where you can find me. So I'm usually on Instagram or on my blog. Awesome. So go, go check her out. Go follow her. Um, she posts a lot of fun Fun stuff, crafty stuff, videos, food, and my favorite, the videos of her dancing in Target um, with her kiddos. They're a lot of fun. Um, but again, thank you so much for hanging out with us, and um, we will see y'all next time. Yes, thank you.